Welcome to the Cosmic Collective Podcast. I'm your host and psychic medium, Mads, and in this community, we talk about all things spiritual awakening, higher consciousness, and unlocking the path back to your soul. Welcome to the Collective. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am kind of excited to talk about what we're talking about today. I hope that if anything, it's comforting and maybe even insightful for those of you who are maybe on a similar journey right now. Um, If you missed my Instagram stories, that's why you should follow me on Instagram at madsmess. Um, I have decided at least for the summer that every two weeks, so every other episode will be an educational episode and the ones in between will be like a personal type of episode or chatting with guests or things like that just because I want to teach organically. I don't want it to be like, what am I talking about this week? And there have been a lot of episodes I've already recorded about personal updates, things that I've evolved through and things like that. And the the very minimal personal updates I've given has the exact same engagement as um, the educational episodes, maybe like plus or minus like one or two percent, which is not a a steep enough um, shift in engagement for me to like take it as though you aren't interested and in all honesty um, like 98% of people were voting on the poll that you guys were really interested in this kind of like educational one week personal the next so thank you if you voted on that I super appreciated your feedback so I'm really excited to have I guess what would be maybe one of my first like most personal episodes, I think um, the only other personal episode that I've done so far has been my sobriety journey, which I think is really crazy because it's the end of May right now and on June 15th, oh my god, I'm getting emotional. I just started my cycle, so I'm very hormonal. If you've been keeping up with some of my Instagram stories, you know this already. (laughs) This isn't a shock to you. Um, wow, but, um, I'm going to be sober one year on June 15th. And I think that that's just super cool. Anyways, we'll talk about that more the week that it happens. I'll probably record an episode. I think I'm going to have a lot to say about it. I'm, I'm feeling really, really like emotionally involved in, in that. So rightly so. I mean, it's been a big milestone. It was actually funny the other day. I had my um, my lip chap in my pocket and I used the Smith's lip chap. So it's, it's like a liquid in a tube and the tube is like rectangular. <laughs> and I was wearing my sweatpants and I had it in my pocket and I don't really put things in my pockets all that often. And um, I felt my pocket. I was like, what is that? And my immediate thought was, oh, my lighter. And then it took me a second. I was like, Man, I haven't smoked in like a year, dude. Like, that's not my lighter. And then I was like, oh, then what is it? <laughs> I took it out and it was my it was my lip chap. <laughs> Anyways, thought that was funny. Thought I would share that with you. Um, it's almost like kind of 
crazy in those moments where I'm like, oh yeah, I don't do that anymore. And it's been almost a year that I don't do that. Right. Okay. Anyways, little, little sidebar to start off the podcast today. But what I actually want to share with you all, um, you've seen the title, so you already know what we're getting into, but I want to talk to you all about why I stopped dating. Um, Not permanently, of course. Um, One day that will fall into place. I'll meet my beloved husband and have amazing, beautiful babies. Um, But those of you who have been following me for at least six months now, um, you would have seen in in my Instagram stories that I went on a bit of a dating escapade <laughs> um, in, in the winter shortly after my, my solar return. And before February came around, right before Valentine's Day, I made the decision that I was going to stop pursuing dating. And there's a few reasons why. I've chosen this for myself personally. A couple of things that I am learning about myself as someone who is very highly spiritually connected and how that translates into dating and relationships and also stepping into my divine feminine energy in that respect rather than my divine masculine energy. And also kind of talking to you guys a little bit about about love um, and maybe my take on love. I don't know how much of that I'm going to get into, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But a little bit of a background history of my dating profile um, or dating history rather. My first serious relationship was with someone extremely abusive. Um, I was 15 and the long and the short of it is I ended up going to trial, won my case and that's that. And that really, you know, the 15 year old mind is very impressionable and it um, changed a lot for me at a very young age about relationships. There was an automatic tone of seriousness. I didn't get to kind of enjoy the, the beauty of your first love um, right away. And, and that was something that thankfully I've been able to heal from. I mean, God, it's been a decade now. But um, that was my first exposure to relationships. Uh, besides my grade 8 boyfriend who kept cheating on me because I didn't want to do things with him. Which by all means, knock yourself out. But I don't really count that as a relationship. I was 12. So then I... I met a soulmate of mine um, in my senior year of high school and this was, I actually met him just a couple of months before I had to testify against my, my ex and for that reason I didn't really want to get into a relationship. I was very hesitant about relationships, about I think just men in general. I, I was working through a lot of shit. But I, I met this soulmate of, of mine and we went on and had a relationship for about, I think like nine or ten months altogether. And it was great. It actually, it taught me a lot um, in a really positive way. Communication was so clear and it was just a really easy, simple, kindred kind of experience. Like 
we would go to the gym when he would visit we were long distance he would we'd go to the gym together and then we'd like come back and like order fried chicken which like is so redundant but like it was just easy we liked doing you know similar things together but it didn't I definitely loved him I was 17 I definitely loved him we never like shared those words I think he was like kind of emotionally closed off in that sense I think he was still hung up on like his high school sweetheart he was now in college um I don't think anyone knows who he is, so that's why, like, I don't mind, like, sharing too much of these details, um, so hopefully that's okay, um, but it, as much as I, I definitely, like, loved him at the time, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't the love that I knew existed for me out there. And then about six months after he and I broke up, which was quite a rough experience for me. Um, I had just gotten to university, but it was fine. It didn't take too long to get over it. It was just like, you know, that initial shock, or at least for me, it was, I consider that my first heartbreak at, you know, I think I was, I think it was still 17 when we broke up and I had just started university and honestly that I think that worked out for the better like I was going through like frosh season and stuff like that so maybe maybe that was um a more positive thing but because my last relationship had been so abusive when I came out of it it wasn't really heartbreak that I was in it was trauma that I was coming out of and it was not a heartbreak experience I had that for the first time when I was 17 and almost half a year after that heartbreak I had the incredible experience of meeting the other half of my soul I wouldn't come to know that he was the other half of my soul until I mean I felt it but I would I didn't understand kind of like the the complexities of you know cosmic knowledge and the incarnation of the soul and the dimensions of consciousness quite yet up until about I would say maybe a year, year and a half after I met him. And that changed the game for me. Like, I have chills when I say that. That shit changed the game for me. When when I tell you that twin flame love, twin flame love is never toxic or abusive. It is such a beautiful and intense love. And it was... It was what I knew on an unconscious level was waiting for me in this life. And you can imagine my devastation. Um, I would say both of our devastations whenever we needed to break off the romantic part of our relationship so that we could heal individually our mental health. Um, It was quite a challenge. And so I'm so thankful for that. He is in all respects, still one of my favorite people on the planet. And it taught me so, so, so much about love. And this this journey that I have been in of dating, more so seriously in the last couple of years, but, you know, in the last few years, it's kind of been um, more casual, I guess. In the last couple of years, I've really been considering what love looks like for me since having that kind of connection 
And I've really had to work through the belief that love exists outside of the other half of my soul. And that has been um, at times a very painful realization, um, but also a really beautiful one because I've had many lifetimes. I'm seeing 824. That's I love that. <laughs> um, I've had many lifetimes on this planet and I do know that there are kindred soulmates, although seemingly very few to be romantic out there for me. There there are um, kindred soulmates that I've connected with in past lives and, you know, very possible that I create a new kindred soulmate romantic connection in this life with someone. Who knows? Um, but it's really been a journey of for the first part of understanding that love and the love that I want to experience in this life can be found in a in its own different way because no one will ever compare to the other half of my soul. That's just, it's a proven thing. But I've had to really learn that that doesn't mean it won't be enjoyable or beautiful and that I can't fall in love again. And that was something that I was very resistant to for a very long time. And if you've truly met the other half of your soul, you know. You know the love I'm talking about. And I'm sure you could understand if, you know, whether you're with them or not, this kind of experience that I had to go through. And for those of you who are twin flames and maybe you're in separation with your, you know, the other half of your soul, the way that my higher self explained it to me that I want to share with you is that you love your parents and you love your friends and you love your siblings and you love your partners. You don't love any of them more than the other, but you love them differently. And when it came to this acceptance for me of I will have love one way or another and it just might be different than what I experienced in the past, it became a lot easier to accept because there are so many different kinds of love in the world and true unconditional love is beautiful regardless of what form it comes in, whether it comes from the other half of our soul or whether it comes from a soulmate who is also here to teach us so many beautiful things and to share beautiful memories and experiences with. So that was the first part of me choosing to date. <laughs> and then, interestingly enough, it led to me choosing to not want to date for now. And so you're probably wondering if, you know, what I've just spoken about has anything to do with it, and it doesn't. I still have the very firm belief, and I get chills when I say it, that there is there is going to be a love out there for me. And I'm very excited to meet that man, whoever he is, wherever he is right now, whatever he's doing right now, I send him blessings. I send him so much love and I can't wait to meet him. But something that I've really been navigating um, the last, I'd say two and a half years has really been understanding what it means to date as a psychic medium. It is really, really hard. I'm not going to lie, or it's been hard for me. It's not going to be hard when I choose to do it again, but I had some things to learn to navigate when I started this journey because 
I can see who someone is before they can see who they are. Uh, I can see them at that deeper level and it makes it very hard to establish connection. And what I've learned since is that in those situations, it's because the person is not, if the person doesn't have that deep level of self-understanding, they're not meant to have a deep connection with me because they haven't deepened their own self-connection yet, right? And I also learned a lot about like boundaries and what I share about my profession, about my life, about who I am in the beginning stages of dating. And this is advice that I will give to anyone, especially anyone who's been through trauma because it's just, how do you, how do you go about saying this? It's One, don't air your dirty laundry on someone you barely know because even if they don't intend to consciously, even if they're not malicious people, they're they're gonna, if they haven't fully healed and they don't have a deep level of self-awareness, their own wounds are gonna surface and they're gonna try and push those boundaries. Um, That's something that happened when I was dating someone in 2020 and it like really ticked me off um, and I broke off the relationship really, really quickly um, and I'm glad I did and I honestly haven't really been dating since. I've met a couple of, of people. I've gone on dates and um, I was kind of seeing someone. It's so interesting to me. Every time I start seeing someone in like January or February of a new year, it does not work out for me, like does not work out for me. It happened in 2020. It happened in 2021. And actually, I'm pretty sure it even fucking happened back in 2019. Oh my God. It just really doesn't work out for me. Um, so note to self, I'm just going to use those two months of the year to like focus on work uh, and my life and my experiences. But I think it's just interesting to navigate um, those kinds of things. And I don't really feel the need to share my trauma with people either because it's over and done with and I've healed from it and it's it's fine at this point. Um, but I do think that there are certain things that your partner should know about you. And then if they know and then they start doing things, it's just like that, you know, kind of would trigger those boundaries um, because they're trying to cross them directly or indirectly, intentionally or unintentionally. It just kind of creates like a not healthy foundation for a relationship. So that's kind of like the the more recent part of my dating, trying to connect with soulmates. But more recently in the last six months, I am like really, really into who I am. Like I absolutely love who I am. I'm very different. I'm very unique. I have a lot of depth and... I used to see this as a detriment because not many people, especially with toxic masculinity, not a lot of men have a lot of emotional depth right now. And it's getting a lot better with The Great Awakening. I've encountered um, several beautiful divine masculines online who are just so connected to their inner feminine. And it's so like I get tingles. Like it's so beautiful to see and to witness. Um, I just haven't been able to connect 
with those kinds of divine masculines in my physical reality. And I'm not sure if that's the city that I live in. I mean, there are millions of people in this city. It can't be the city. Like, I'm sure they're there. But even some of the spiritual men that I've chatted with a little bit, like, there's they have hit a certain level of depth, but then I get into conversation and there's a little bit more depth and it's a mismatch and it just doesn't really work out. Um, And it's not to say I'm having all these deep spiritual conversations with people when I date them. I actually intentionally try to avoid those conversations because it's really not how you get to know someone. But I have found it challenging to find a man with enough emotional depth and enough spiritual connection that matches the love that I am calling in. And that kind of brings me to another point. Someone just honked and it's like, yeah, just stop with the dating right now. Just stop. And it's a decision I'm so happy about in all transparency. Like it it was a journey I had to go through during the winter of like, I'm going to date and I'm going to do this and there is love out there for me. And then realizing that it was like, yeah, okay, there is love out there for me, but um, this isn't it. (laughs) Um, But when I was dating back in November through February, again, I met great men, men who were gentlemen, men who took me out for dinner, men who were were providers in, in their energy, but when it comes to the dating world and and by the way with with men being providers I don't think that that's a bad thing I am just I'm very much in my masculine energy this year because I'm so focused on work and when I show up in work I am in a more dominant position I'm self-employed I run a business I teach I do all these things it is more masculine for me and despite it being very led by my feminine, being that it's very spiritual and connected and emotional, like, or emotionally um, insightful in ways, the work that I do, I do hold a very masculine position in my work and I'm so focused on career this year that I struggled with a man wanting to provide for me. Um, the, The last guy that I was kind of entertaining, shall we say, was like yeah let me know like you don't have to uber I'll like pick you up and bring you there and I'm like no like I don't need you to drive I don't need a chauffeur if I need a chauffeur I will call an uber if I need a date I'll call you like it was it was interesting and it's nothing against the guy he was really really sweet and I think that was just part of his um his character I think he's just really really genuine I mean his favorite philosopher was Descartes, so maybe I'll argue that a little bit, but seemed like a genuine guy. Um, if, if you're wondering my problem with Descartes, just go just go Google him. You'll understand why that being someone's favorite philosopher is probably not very in line with who I am. Um, but it's no shade against him. It is what it is. But I think for me, it was about receiving right feminine energy is all about receiving it's not about going and getting and 
I think that dating culture makes this really, really, really difficult right now because dating apps are not about receiving. They're about basically hunting for a person. And I just find that so... I find dating apps so gross and I'm not shaming you for using them like at all. I I know people who have met on dating apps and gotten married. Like I love that for them. But when you are a divine feminine, you are meant to receive your manifestations and that includes love. You're not meant to go and chase it down. That's extremely distorted feminine. It's wounded feminine and it puts you on the masculine. So then the masculines that you're going to find or the divine masculine energy you're going to find regardless of sex or gender is not going to be in their aligned energy either because the masculine polarity needs to be the one initiating and the feminine energy needs to be the one receiving. And that's, again, irrespective of gender or sex. And it's not to say that if you're a divine feminine, you can't go looking for love. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just sharing my personal experience and how I understand the polarities and energy and what that means for me as I manifest love into my life and as I manifest anything into my life to receive it as a divine feminine you need to be open to receiving and for me I found dating apps put me very much in the masculine and my feminine energy also looked at it as like like I'm not an option I'm not I am not an option I am the option and I think every single person out there, male or female, feminine or masculine needs to embody that. You are not an option. You are the option for the right person and I don't feel like, and I say this in the most humble but confident way, I do not need to prove to someone on a dating app why they should ask me out and pursue me rather than someone else. I am not going to entertain that. I'm not going to entertain telling someone why I'm worth it. And dating apps for me just seem to be all about that. It's like a cesspool of fucking lonely people who maybe are looking for love, but feel like finding it on apps is the only way to do it, which is so limiting. It's such a limiting belief. And I've even heard that from people in my life of like, well, how are you going to find someone if you're not on dating apps? Because my life, nothing in my life has worked out in a typical process. Why should I think that love is going to work out in the most human way possible? I'm not going to find my husband on a dating app. I'm telling you right now, there are several factors that come into this. One, that would mean he has to be within a certain kilometer radius of where I live. Chances are he's not within that radius. I very intuitively can affirm that. Um, Second, my my story to my kids when my kids come to me and say mom dad how did you guys meet and fall in love I will crucify myself if I have to tell them that I met their dad on a dating app and I will not lie to them about the love story and say oh we met at a cap no we met on no 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 again I am not saying that this is a negative thing for anyone who has met that way and is going to tell their kids that story I think I think for some people, I think that's actually adorable and I think that's cute and I think that's sweet. But for me, it's not. It's, it, it's just not. And it's not the story I want to tell my kids. I want to tell my kids an epic cosmic love story. That is what I desire. It's why my soul came down here. 
it is why I met the other half of my soul because that's a part of my my love story journey and what I will share with my kids. But when it comes to meeting my husband, I'm not, I refuse. I 100% refuse to meet him on a dating app. It's not it. And it is such a test of trust within me and the divine, my higher self, the universe, to know that I do not need to go searching for love. Wow, I just saw 2424. If you don't know, 2424 specifically means a soulmate coming into your life. And I just got a wave of goosebumps. Listen, what I was about to say, and I think that's more so just affirming what I was about to say, is that when love is meant to find me, it will find me and I will openly know to receive it. And I won't have to go searching on dating apps for it. I won't have to go looking through the cesspool of men in lack mentality on dating apps who think they can wine and dine me three times in a row and expect to get the sacredness that is my body. Like, it's just not it for me. And again, I'm going to say it one last time and then I'm going to stop saying it because I don't feel like I need to keep reiterating myself, but I'm not judging you if that's your process. You want to fuck a guy on the first date? I will fucking cheer you on so hard. I will help you get ready. I will help you pick the lingerie. Like, girl, I'm here for it. But it it's not it for me. I'm I'm a very, very old soul. I am very spiritually connected. I didn't come here to have a very... I came here to have a human experience, but I came here to have a very soulful human experience. And that is something that I'm learning to lean into. And when it comes to dating, like some of the men that I met, bless this one guy's heart and soul. He was so mind blown and fascinated at the fact that I knew about the Kabbalah, about angel numbers and sacred geometry and that I was a medium and things like that which I typically don't tell people but lesson learned I'm probably not ever going to tell someone when I first start dating them what I do but it was also like this ego fascination of like oh my god like I could see his inner child being so excited but it was more on like an ego level of fascination rather than a wow that's super cool like we can vibe and beautiful soul sweet sweet child um within him but it's just not it because that's the other thing too is what I do for a living I think comes with a lot of um fascination and I get it but the human part of me doesn't like it um because to me it's not a gift it's not an ability It's not something that I do. It is simply who I am. And letting that translate into my dating life has um, been a learning curve for sure. But and not just because of, of what I see in the men, but also of like how to express myself, how to tell them what I do and how to kind of beat around that bush. And I just know that when this incredible man comes into my life I'm not going to feel like I have to do that I feel like with the the man that is right for me it's going to be a connection that is very energetic um, where I don't have to really verbally explain myself we just kind of get each other which is 
I mean, the ideal kind of connection, I believe, um, to have such a beautiful energetic bond with someone. I keep seeing 24. <laughs> I don't know what my higher self is telling me. I think she's, I think she's just affirming that I'm on the right path. But anyways, I'm just gonna ignore that for now. <laughs> um, but that's kind of why I've taken a step back from dating. Like seeing the potential in someone that they aren't actually trying to navigate my role in humanity with unawakened men is not possible. Um, and I don't, I don't want to because I would have to hide a huge part of myself um, from them. And, and dating men who immediately say oh can I get a reading then can you bring the cards to our date like I there is another guy who actually a couple I he's the last guy that I um I was speaking with I think well actually I'll give you guys a bit of a story time in a minute but um he the one of the last guys that I decided to kind of just not pursue um, we were, we started with a FaceTime date cause things were still closed and I'm very much like a, I'd rather get to know you a little bit first before I go and like book a part of my week to dedicate time to you. Time is so precious to me. There are many beautiful things I could do with my time. Um, so we had a FaceTime date and again, such a sweet guy. I'm actually, I really hope he finds such a kind, caring woman. He is, he was a Leo and he, oh such a sweet, sweet guy, but we weren't on the same journey for this lifetime. And he was like, oh, like, can you get the cards out? Like, what do they say about me? And I was like, no, like, that would be like asking if I was an accountant, that'd be like asking me to do your taxes right now. And he's like, well, no, it's not. And I was like, yes, it is. I was like, that's my work. And I think that's what people also maybe just in general don't understand because I, I've had like friends and family members who are just like, well, can you just pull the cards? And it's like, I'm not at work right now. Like I'm having family time or friend time. Like I'm not at work. This is, that's my job. And I think even for those of you in the collective might hear me say that and be like, wait, like, what does that even mean then? It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing that it's my job. I don't hate my job. It's actually quite the opposite. I love my job, but I don't want to do my job 24 hours a day, seven days a week in every single social setting I'm in. And I especially don't want to do it when I'm dating someone. And that was something I tried explaining to him. And again, the fascination that, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of unawakened people have about what I do, um, it just makes it really uneasy for me to date and date those kinds of people, I should say, not date in general. So that's something that I navigated as well and this other guy the last guy that I broke things off with this would have been right before Valentine's Day he was a Gemini so let's just leave it at that um no disrespect to Gemini men but you will never ever ever be my husband respect for you as a cosmic being having a human experience but you are not it for me this guy there were he he's the one whose favorite philosopher was Descartes and there were a couple of things that I knew wasn't a match um certain political standpoints certain conversations I really don't like when someone says well I'm not educated enough I can't have an opinion bitch you can have an opinion 
Doesn't mean it has to be factually backed, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> um, he wanted to go on a date and listen, I really wanted to go ice skating. I hadn't gone in a couple of years. I really wanted to go. So I told him, I was like, yeah, like, um, it was Sunday. We were both off on the Monday and I was like, okay, like I'll go look for some skates. He's like, well, I'll pick you up tomorrow morning. We'll go get your skates. And then we'll, we'll go to the, the canal and we'll go skating. I was like, sweet. Um, like what time are you thinking? And we had just talked a few days prior how he was leaving for Miami on Wednesday, just for like a quick five day trip. He had some vacation time that he needed to use up. And he, we would be having the date on Monday. He would leave for Miami. Uh, I think Valentine's Day was going to happen while he was in Miami. I don't give a shit about Valentine's Day, especially if I just met someone. Like, no, I'm not expecting flowers, chocolates, and whatever commercialized shit goes out on Valentine's Day. I really could not care less. So anyways, we're talking about having a date the next day. He stops answering. And he, for the entire month, had never done that. He was very, very consistent. The guy would call me, like, on his way home from from work sometimes. Like, it, he was really sweet, really, like, really attentive in those ways. But anyways, doesn't answer me for an entire week. And if you think I'm reaching out to him being like, um, what's going on? Absolutely not. I do not chase men. I have nothing to prove, like I said. I do not chase. I do not need these men in my life. <laughs> I make that very clear. Not in like a, in a initial tell them I don't need them, but whenever they start pulling shit like this, I just don't entertain it because I don't give a shit. Um, it's really not that serious to me. And I think that's the important thing if you're dating too, like take the seriousness out of dating until you're ready to commit to someone and they're ready to commit to you. Take the fucking seriousness out of it. Like it's not that deep, you know, like you're just getting to know another human. And I'll get to that point as well. Get like getting to know another human. That's been something super cool for me, but I want to finish this little story. So anyway, we had this date that we're planning. He stops answering. He leaves for Miami a couple of days later. I don't hear from him, which fine, like go on your trip again. I don't care. It was just interesting because this is not th something that the person that I'm going to end up with, this is not what my, this is not how my husband will treat me. I'll tell you right now. Not at all. And, um, he gets back from Miami. I don't hear from him for another week and I don't care again. I'm just like, all right, that was fun. That was hilarious. Typical fucking Gemini. He messages me two weeks after the initial day that we were um, supposed to go on a date. And I don't even remember what he said, but I basically just responded of like, hey, yeah, like honestly, like I'm really not interested. Um, I hope you had a really great trip to Miami. It's a great place, like whatever. Take care. It was so nice getting to know you. Again, keep it super chill. I wasn't even going to bring up because he had, he responded to me. He's like, but I didn't even get to take you on a date. I was not even going to waste my breath in saying, because you ghosted me, went to Miami, didn't talk to me for two weeks. Like, do you think, do you think I'm going to chase you? Like, I don't need a date so desperately that I'm going to do so. And so that ended and I deleted the dating app right away. I never used Tinder. I stopped using Tinder when I left university. Like that was just not the vibe. That is like an energetic STD in my 
both personal and professional opinion. <laughs> um, and Bumble, again, the girl has to message first, takes me out of my feminine. I want to be in my feminine when I'm dating because that's my dominant polarity. There's no need for me to be in my masculine when I'm dating. Not often anyway. So I use hinged. I used hinged. I use hinged. Well, the dating seemed a little unhinged, but it's fine. Um, I used Hinge and I deleted my profile and I haven't downloaded it since and I will never, ever, ever download it again. Like ever. Like my ego is like, can we just look? And I'm like, no, like I just genuinely don't care. And I am so deeply in trust that whenever my person is supposed to show up in my life, they will show up. They will find themselves in the city that I live in. I will meet them in a city I traveled to. They will stumble across my social media. Something will happen. By the good grace of the universe, it will happen. And I know that. And I have chills when I say that. And so I've stopped dating. I'm focusing on myself. And as I focus on myself, I know full well that I will attract the most incredible, divine, loving man. And I'll go from there. And I probably won't tell you guys about it because I'm going to keep it so private for such a long time. <laughs> so if you're waiting for that update of one day I beat my soulmate and I immediately tell you guys, I'm not going to tell you until that relationship is probably like years into the making. Um, that is something that I've really recognized about a couple of my astrological placements. I am actually very private, um, which is interesting because in university, I was very, very open, like too open online. Um, and I think I'm trying to find a nice balance with that. But I do know that relationships, when I'm in them, is something that I want to keep really private. And actually, um, the one guy who was really like in awe, I guess, um, about me knowing about the Kabbalah and stuff. He was like, are we going to do like a date reveal on your Instagram since you've been telling everyone about it at the end of the date? And I was like, no, like this isn't a game show. Like we're not on the prices, right? This is not what we're doing. Like there's no reveal at the end. This is not love is blind. Like we're not doing it. Like, and I, I realized in that moment that I want to keep my relationship super, 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 intimate and personal so that it's just me my family and my friends who know and it's not because I don't want to share those parts of my life with you guys it really has nothing to do with you at all it's just that so much of my life is online I do share a lot a big part of who I am is how I show up online or is shown in how I show up online and I do share a lot. I share a lot of opinions. I share a lot of wisdom. I share a lot of educational points. But there are there's just something that for my human self, I just want to keep to myself, at least for the first bit of it. Obviously, at some point, I'm going to get engaged and married and have babies. You guys will 100% know about that and all of those journeys. But up until those points, I don't know how much I'm going to share. Again, I'm saying this now, I might fall very in love in the next six months and then be like, I am sharing this man all over the internet because I'm just so happy. Who knows? Things can change, but that's kind of where I stand right now. But it was a fun journey dating as a psychic medium for a little bit. Um, 
it was really cool though on every level to just get to know another human and I, I say that in the sense of like every soul having a human experience is so beautiful to me. And it was just really cool to see how that expresses itself um, outside of the dating context of just getting to know a stranger. I thought that that was really sweet and cool and um, really insightful about the human experience too. It was a really good time in that sense. But I really have um, really committed to myself this year and it's so interesting because I made my vision board um days before I decided to not date for a while um or to stop pursuing dating and let love come to me and I had put like a particular section on my vision board about a relationship and I mean maybe it's there for a reason maybe it is still manifesting in my life but um I'm not chasing it I'm not going looking for it I truly believe that the things that are meant for you, you don't have to go looking for. Um, my, you know, the soulmate that I met when I was in high school, it just happened. When I met my twin flame, that really just happened in like the most destined cosmic kind of way. It was really weird and cool. And it was like, it it, it had to happen. It was kind of like the undertone. Um, and that was, that was kind of cool. I'm not sure if I'll ever share that. Um, I won't share that for a while on the podcast. Um, I'll, I'll share information about that journey at some point. Um, just not yet, not right now. But um, yeah, I thought it was so interesting that I made the decision to just commit to myself and get in flow and get into receiving mode rather than... Um, you know, going looking for it. And despite it being on my vision board, it's not um, a big focus point in my life right now. My focus point in my life right now is me, me, myself, and I. And with everything that I experienced in the first quarter century of my life, um, I actually think that that's a good thing. I think it's positive that I'm focusing on myself right now. I think that if I do this, I am setting up myself for a really beautiful, long-lasting marriage that is filled with love. I'm setting myself up to be the best mom that I will ever be able to be because I'm giving myself the alone time beforehand. And I am letting love and life happen for me. I'm receiving it in the way that I want to receive it, and I'm not forcing anything. So I know this episode was very all over the place, very tangent-y. Um, but I feel like that's kind of what the personal episodes are going to be. I don't really take notes for them. I didn't take any notes for this actually at all. I kind of just got on the microphone and started talking. Um, so yeah, I hope that you enjoyed kind of hearing about that. Um, let me know your comments. Send them over on DMs. Let me know what you think. If you have any, I don't know, opinions, I guess. Not the you know, not that it'll change anything for me, but if you have any opinions or you have any insights about um, how this is affecting your life and like how you view dating after I've talked about it in this way, um, I would love to hear, you know, if you learned anything about yourself and if you are committing to yourself and you're letting love happen for you and you're stopping the search for it, um, let me tell you, it's going to come when you least expect it. That's how all the beautiful things manifest in life. They come when you don't expect it. So I hope you enjoyed this personal style episode. 
Next week, we are talking about the truth of 432 hertz. If you saw my Instagram stories this past week, you know I am at my wit's end with frustration when it comes to hertz frequencies and 432 being slapped around like a positive when it is the contrary. So that will be up for you next Monday. So go be your divine self this week. Thank you for listening once again. I will see you in the next episode.